0: Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus,
1: prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Jenna. Hey, Mike.
2: (laughs) Hey, Beth.
0: Mike's back. Praise the Lord. Mike, are you glad to be here? I'm
2: excited to be here. Wow. The journey here was very long. Wow. But, you know, traffic was rough, but I'm here. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's mike's first time on video you guys you haven't
1: seen him before here he is in
0: here all
2: his glory
1: looking fresh
2: trying i work at a barbershop i feel like i should have somewhat of a nice hair cap mm-hmm.
1: you know. i agree
2: yeah mm-hmm. i was shaggy for about three weeks i mean even before retreat just didn't have time
0: mike you came on retreat
2: yeah that was the first retreat that i served at it was yeah. really cool to like you know do it together and watch guys in action usually i'm just taking out trash and just kind of giving women their space you know
0: I told Claire that, our friend Claire, who we've had on the podcast before. I was like, yeah, this is Mike's first time drumming. But before, he usually just like took out the trash all the time. Yeah, She was like, what? Like, the humility of I'm- just taking out the trash at a Blessed She event. Yeah, trash and water.
2: Yeah, trash and water. Yeah, that was a big deal. Honestly, the most annoying thing it's was the water. Because we, we I would have to drive to Water nice to get it. And every time I would see it go low, i like, man, these women drink some water.
1: We're thirsty. Yeah. Arizona. We're like camels. Well, I feel like
2: if it was guys, maybe five gallons would have been drink. You would have, have needed dudes. more
0: Diet Coke than <laughs> yeah, water.
2: Yeah, Diet Coke and like Gatorade. You know yeah. what I mean? But Gatorade. I'm glad that she's really focused on hydration.
0: We are. We yeah. are. We have water bottles in the shop.
2: Yeah. And you guys handle those little cups, which is awesome. Tumblr. Oh, yeah. The tumblers in retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Hydration with water and the spirit. Wow. Wow. Moving into not only okay. not
0: only the living water, but other water. Wow, he's... I'm not as funny as Mike is because you didn't know. <laughs> I liked
1: it, friend. I thought it's, it was good. Yeah. yeah, you
0: didn't even react. You just kept looking at me. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed. I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Mike, you drummed on retreat. Yes, which was my lifelong goal was to get you back on the drums.
2: Yes, it was actually funny. I actually had a vision of me drumming at the retreat, at a retreat, not necessarily this one, three years ago. Mm. And I just remember being like, no, because I thought I was done drumming, you know? So yeah. being able to do that, kind of the attack that happened the week or two weeks before that, and then just being able to do it was like, wow. It was really cool.
1: Yeah, but, you injured your back right before.
2: Yeah, just random, random thing where I stood up Everything seemed fine and then all of a sudden I just had sharp pains on the lower part of my back and I was laying down for about a week and a half just on the floor, you know, with ice and heating pads and all the things to try to make it better. So I actually canceled with Mary, which was their worship leader. I was like, I can't do it. So they were about to have a retreat without drums. You know, uh Father Frankie was in adoration and he said the Lord told him that he needs to go and pray over my back and I was like, yeah, it was actually funny. Yeah, he prayed over my back, and then, like, instantly my hips were just like fixed. It was really crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt my hips like move. And then, all of a sudden, like, I was able to squat. My back was still kind of sore, but it was well enough for me to like play drums. So, like, the next morning, I, you know, slipped it off and woke up still kind of sore. And then, uh, we just kind of prayed, you know, Lord, what do you want me to do? While we were praying, I got like Luke seven. And when, as soon as I look up Luke seven, it was just like, go. So I was like, all right, I'm on my way. Yeah, so I got Luke seven twenty two, and he said, he answered them, go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk and the lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised. The poor have good news brought to them.
1: The lame walk.
2: Yeah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So I'm like, okay, well, I have no choice, but now I have to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. And it was crazy because my back was still kind of like tender. You know what I mean? But I just had to have like like receive that, you know, healing and keep thanking him through that process because it takes time. Sometimes it takes time, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I played the whole retreat, no issues at all. And it was just like great seeing like everything that happened there, which was just insane.
1: Yeah, it was so beautiful. It's It was a dream of mine too for you to play on retreat because yeah. you have an anointing playing the drums that I've never experienced in worship. We can be singing a song, praying, and the minute you come in on the drums, I just like... <laughs> profoundly feel the presence of God in the room. It's so beautiful. So thanks for coming, Mike.
2: Yeah. And it's so crazy because I feel like in this season of worship, I used to play drums a long time ago. And this season of worship, the Lord literally tells me what to play. And he tells mm. me why he wants me to play it. It's like the craziest like thing where I'm having this conversation while I'm playing the drums. And why he wants me to do like a kick drum instead of a snare hit. Or why he wants me to use the ride symbol instead of the hi-hat and just like random things where like i'll be like ready to do a thing and he's like get the brushes so i get the brushes and i'm just like sitting there and then something gets in my head on how you know i'm following mary or chilo or jeremiah and then i just start playing it's not like usually when you play kind of crescendo into a bigger thing and he's like no nah, i just want you right here and then i sit there for like two minutes and then i come out and then he's like okay mm. it's pretty insane compared to like before (laughs) you know what i mean so
0: just running your own show
2: yeah i mean he's just so there yeah i mean i appreciate that you know praise the lord for it but it's just a really cool like during that time it's just really cool to have that conversation in your position mike this is how i want you to lead my people
1: Mm.
2: you know what i mean and there's plenty of times where like i really want to do this and he's like, no, I just want you to do this. So I'm like, okay.
1: Well, he's leading you, too.
2: Absolutely. You know? Which is so cool. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, I've told you so many things. Like, every time we do worship nights, how he just, like, tells me to do different things. Just like, and it obviously always works out. You know what <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And it's always better than what I thought I should do. But, yeah. It's,
1: like, very fathering, you know? Oh,
2: he's teaching me a lot. So cool. Yeah,
1: Mike, I just want to talk to you about so many things. I'm like, oh, let's talk about the Word when you're talking about the Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit because you have such a docility and like Mm -hmm. attentiveness to the Lord and an obedience. I mean, there are so many things that we could talk about.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think obviously just like the journey, I mean, I wasn't ready for this five years ago and I just love how God is a God of order and he just kind of set everything up to where I am now based on everything in the past. Like this is all stuff we kind of know. Like I was thinking about Nico, like he could have given me my son in the first, but I wasn't ready to raise a son Mm. the way I was when I was... 27, 28, 29. Mm. He waited for me to have that great softening, you know what I mean? And Mm. have that like encounter and that, I don't want to say chastisement, but like the opportunity for me to be like, all right, I'm still trying to hold on to things and I need to be obedient and I need to trust and I just need to let him lead. And then as soon as I did that, now you have a son. So now you know how to do this and you know that you need to do this. Now you need to teach your son to do that. So I can't teach my son to be a son of God until I let go of everything and treat him as a father. I was just thinking about this on the way from In N Out. <laughs> you know what I mean? In and Out. This is sponsored idea? by In N Out. But the whole reason why Nico came fifth is because that's when I was ready to raise a son. Because I was learning about being yeah. a son. You know what I mean? And then as you learn about being a son, you learn about being a, about the father. Therefore now I have to like mimic how the father treats me and loves me to my son. And like try to help him when he gets married, you know, or if he's a priest. You know, after his professional football career.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Either way, (laughs) after the professional football career. (laughs) Yeah. You know, after
2: about 15 seasons as a Dallas Cowboy, he goes to the seminary. You know, yeah,
0: vocation. This is is sponsored by the Dallas Cowboys. And in and 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 out. out. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I I mean, a lot has happened since Lent. I always felt like the Holy Spirit was around. But it's so funny. Like, obviously, the more you pray, the more you're in scripture, the more you're in front of the Lord you can't help but just hear him all the time so it all started when i was trying to figure out what to add for lent i was like lord what should i add i mean i already know like i'm gonna take away meat and that's like tough for me like mean like people that do meat no meat on friday even after lent i just commend you because that's just like i'm all about <laughs> you know what i mean
0: i think we're supposed to do that yeah oh we are year round
2: yeah i'll take that to prayer <laughs> no i'm just kidding no but uh i went and uh well, what we were going to do together is stop getting coffee. So I had to go get like the bag of coffee, you know, grounded. I'm like in the line, just like praying. I'm like, Lord, I don't know which one to add. Just let me know, you know? So I was like, oh, I need this, two drinks, and I need a bag of coffee. And she was like, oh, that'll be 2096. Well, okay, cool. And then that just hit me. I was like, 2096? Why is that like sticking with me? And I'm like still in the, I'm like haven't even driven past the, you know, teller or whatever. And for some reason, something just led me to the Catechism, and 2096 talks about adoration. So he called me in adoration like daily. Mm. So he called me to do a daily holy hour. And before, like holy hours were hard. I'd always say like, oh yeah, I did a holy forty-eight or a holy holy <laughs> twenty-seven. Like I couldn't keep still long enough, you yeah. know. And it went from like that to like. I mean, there's sometimes like I've texted you like sometimes I just don't want to leave, mm. you know. So within that, and then reading scripture and just kind of just like sitting there. I mean, you just can't help. We hear the spirit. And it's just so awesome because then you just want it more. And it's crazy to think that you'll never get enough. Like you'll never like achieve Mm -hmm. super max spirit. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, like
0: it's inexhaustible. It's
2: inexhaustible. And then just like the more you learn about it, I feel like the more that he's like putting what I'm learning into practice. Mm -hmm. Like I was kind of telling you guys earlier where like I feel like I'm like a sword being stuck in the fire and he pulls me out and like bangs you know, the sword, and then he puts me back in the fire because he's molding me into something that I have no idea what it is, but without that relationship with him, I wouldn't be open to. And we talk about this all the time. We're like, I feel like the Lord knows not to show me certain things just Mm -hmm. because of the way I am. Cause then he's like, here's step seven and we're at step one. I'm like, cool. I'm going to go to step six so we can get to step seven and then just like, keep doing what we need to do. But he's like, he's like, has it right here, but he's like covering it. So I sense it, I feel it, but I don't know what it is. So he's like, all right, take another step. This is the next step that I need you to take. I
0: feel like that is even how you are when you talk to people too. You're so matter of fact about it and just like, just take the next step. You know, we talked about that. I think last time you were on as well. With even talking to people about the faith, you don't necessarily like tell someone you have to be 1,000% in, like it's just one step at a time, which I do think is really important when it comes to evangelization and Mm -hmm. and just talking to people about the Lord, walking with people is remembering that each one of us, you've experienced it in your own prayer, Mm -hmm. which I think is so valuable then when talking to other people and walking with other people is to say like, you're not going to have all the answers right now, open up the Bible and read the Bible just for today. You know what I mean? Like taking that just little by little, I guess.
2: Yeah. It's crazy about evangelization because I just started getting the realization probably about a month ago. I always thought there was like one way to evangelize, but we're all called to like different ways of evangelizing. Mm. Like you guys, obviously women, most likely Catholic women. Our friend Ryan, he evangelizes to people through the marriage prep and family life at his church. Our friends that are youth ministers, they're called to evangelize to teens. And I feel like right now, this state in life, the Lord has me kind of like working on people that don't know Jesus at all. Like, I remember talking about Jesus, and somebody at the barbershop's like, Oh, isn't that story? I'm like, huh. <laughs> You know what I mean? What do you mean, story, bro? Yeah, 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 you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's kind of hard to be like, But not be like, What do you mean, story? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It's like, no, 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 bro. That was like for real. So the crazy thing is that the Lord will put information in front of me that I'll read, and then automatically, like the conversation the following week totally hits. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So for instance, like there's more documentation that Jesus died, rose again from the dead than there is documentation that Shakespeare wrote Romeo and Juliet. There's documentation from Roman historians that weren't Christian and talking about hey, there's this guy walking around. He he is healing people, he is making the you know, the lame walk, yada yada yada. But he has no bias to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we're just talking about it. There's a guy named Isaiah, 800 years, called out what Jesus was going to do 800 years before it happened. How is that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the thing is, is that like, well, it's a story. No, it's not a story. Like this is real. Like everything that happened, like that they're talking about is like here. And so like when I talk about like the miracles and stuff, I feel like the miracles, everybody's just like, oh my gosh. Because I think that gives them hope. Mm. That gives them hope. Like, oh, the way my life is. If he can make people walk, mm. then whatever I'm dealing with, then that should be easier. So every time I bring up the miracles, I feel like they believe that that's easier for them to believe than like the Bible, but they don't know that it's in the Bible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then I'm just like, yeah, dude, this is what he did. And then usually, obviously, our testimony is the best way to evangelize. So when I tell them, like, I was healed of anxiety, depression, they're like, what do you mean? I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, bro. You know, with evangelization, I feel like that's just my knack right now because the Lord put me in that situation where like, I just want you to go to the people that don't know, that don't mm-hmm. know me at all. Mm. Like I get a lot of Mormons, a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses and talking about that and just not attacking them with like the catechism, but just like, dude, look how close your Bible is basically kind of saying the same thing. When I looked at a Jehovah's Witness Bible I was talking to one of my Jehovah's Witness friends, I was shocked. Like I was like, well, let's go to John six. Let's see what it says. And it's like saying the same thing that our Bible is saying. I'm like, so, you got to build that relationship because then you got to hit him with Galatians 1. A big look. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Like, no, us I don't know. Yeah, I don't man. know what you mean. What yeah. is Galatians 1? And Galatians 1?
2: 1, this is another thing where the Lord just led me to this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if you read this, yeah, how could you ever deny that this isn't like legit, you know? Galatians 1 6 says, like, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserving the one who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. So, it's not that there is another gospel. But there are some who are confusing you Mm. and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should proclaim to you a gospel contrary Mm. to what we proclaim to you, let that one be accursed. As we have said before, so now I repeat, if anyone proclaims to you a gospel contrary to what you received, let that one be accursed. Man, when I talk to him, I'm like, let's look it up. This came out in 1847. This came out in I don't know thousands of years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it's usually just like, dude, I'm not trying to like say that you're wrong in no sense. I don't want you to feel bad. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. And within that, that always reminds me of just like the sower and the seed. Mm-hmm. So like me just saying that to them, you know, because I remember one time like I was trying to get my buddy like a uh, baptized. In the Lord's like, that's not that's not your job. Mm. Your job is just to speak the truth. So like when I talk to people like that. I just think of myself just throwing the seed. I don't know. And if you have any questions, like come back. Or I always try to do it out of love. I never want to be like well, I'm right, you're wrong. You should repent or anything like that. Yeah. But Well, I'm just letting you know because I know, like, if I speak truth, the Lord's going to do stuff, regardless. It be now, ten months, ten years, whatever. At some point.
0: I think what's cool is to say I want you to know because this thing set me free yeah, from absolutely. X Y Z, and absolutely. I want you to live a life like this yeah
2: and it's like just that peace for if, if i could have one thing is everybody know jesus for that peace it's just so ridiculous mm. and that freedom and like having all that pressure just taken off of you especially as totally. men, especially as men that stuff just kind of like gets wrapped up in who we are you know what i mean, I guarantee you there's not one guy besides really holy men that don't fall into you are how you work you are what mm. you bring in you are what you do you know what i mean it's just so lame and it's cool when you When you have that relationship with the Lord, and I'm just starting to experience this more and more because I just keep going after him, is he's just like, you don't have to do anything. Like, I'm starting to realize, like, I mean, obviously you have to work. Don't quit your jobs. (laughs) But I'm saying, like, you don't have to do anything. Like, I provide. You don't provide. Mm. Your career doesn't provide for you. I provide for you. I provide those opportunities for you to have that career. And if you said no to that career, I will provide something else. I just want you to have a relationship with me. And when something comes up, I will have you do it, son. Daughter. So now, in this period of like, you know, everything we've been praying about, you know, we're just kind of hanging out. I just feel like that kid in The Chosen, I haven't watched the whole thing. I've seen like one and a half episodes. <laughs>
0: Born. He keeps falling asleep. My, this is not sponsored because, by The Chosen. Yeah. sad. From, sad. What I've,
2: from what I've watched, it's a great show. I just have I just keep falling asleep. Because I'm, I'm tired, not because it's boring, born. But when Jesus is just like chilling and the kids are just like running around playing with him and he's teaching things, like he's not doing anything. I think so many times like we think like Jesus is doing all these things, but we forget that like he was human. He had, not, I don't want to say days off, but he had relaxation times. He was playing with kids. This is so real. Like everything in this world is not, but everything above is it's just like the wildest thing
1: okay as an avid chosen viewer tell us everything Beth. i would just like to say what you're describing about jesus like wasting time with the kids saints talk about this like this Mm -hmm. carefree timelessness just resting that's what i experienced with the lord i think that's even in a way some of the peace that you're describing is that Mm -hmm. you can just come and be yeah It's been so moving to me to pray with the name of God as I am and to experience, to have my own experience of being I am, like being just present Mm -hmm. and myself with the Lord with no agenda, Mm -hmm. not having to do anything or talk about anything or like to just be with him. Mm -hmm. And Jesus talks about this in John 15, right? Abiding. He just Mm -hmm. wants us to remain. And what I love about the chosen, bringing it back, it has fleshed out for me that Jesus had a lot of time. Like, sometimes the Gospels feel like they move very quickly. Totally. But when I'm, like, seeing them, like, just walk from place to place and have conversations on the way and, you know, kind of tension or infighting, I'm like, oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. There's, like, days are long, and they're sleeping
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the road, and they had to eat every day. It's really opened up for me too how Jesus was just with
2: people. Yeah, yep.
1: Not always teaching a lesson, mm-hmm. not always working on something, not always correcting. He was just with them. That's my plug for the chosen.
2: So the chosen, Dallas Cowboys <laughs> in and out.
1: Okay, Mike. I think the thing that like I don't want to miss here mm. is that the reason you're so synced up with the Lord that you can hear Him and like respond very promptly is because you're having that time in prayer. Mm-hmm sometimes I think we hold out evangelization as like, we should all be doing this, but not understanding that it starts here Mm -hmm. and any evangelization, any like fruit of our life really is only coming from that time in prayer. Yeah. So like you being like losing it over Galatians one, which is cool, but it's even cooler to see you lose it over Galatians one is because you've had like a personal revelation Mm -hmm. Of Galatians 1 in your prayer. Like the Lord revealed that to you. He peeled it back. So you understand like the deeper implications and that's the lens now through which you hear people talking. You like want them to know the true Mm -hmm. gospel. But it's not because you read that and memorized it, but because you experienced it and Mm -hmm. God gave it to you. Mm -hmm. He planted the seed and it bloomed in your heart and now it has implications in your daily life.
2: Yeah, and I think it's like, I mean, I came across that verse with like one of my Protestant buddies playing basketball. And he just said, yeah, Galatians 1, blah, 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 I'm like, and it was just like, Mm
0: -hmm. I was
2: like, whoa, like there it is. Yeah. There it is. And we're talking about something that was like three years ago. Yeah. And I'll forget about it. And then when that comes up, he will be like Galatians 1, you know, stuff that I also read. When I feel like stuff is rough, I just remember John 14, 15 through 31. What is that, Mike? (laughs) John 14, 15 through 31. For those who know, I'm a high school football coach. And that is literally, it's like a fourth quarter speech to me. Like, hey, everything you've read from Isaiah, everything we've talked about, everything I'm teaching you and how to do it, it's all coming to fruition now. Like they're walking. I have a picture of them like walking down like the tunnel and they can see like the field before (laughs) everybody's there. And he's like... Hitting them up with, you know, the promise of the Holy Spirit. He's like, they're gonna hate me, they're gonna hate you, but but remember that I'm with you, the Spirit is with you. It is better for me to leave. That's another thing. I couldn't imagine like following Jesus and he's like, it's better for me to like do this and like die and like leave you guys. I'd be like, I don't want you to ever leave.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
2: But you but you have to trust it because the Holy Spirit's coming. That one verse, I remember after I had like, you know, my whole mental issue two years ago. I was sitting in the chapel and i read it and for some reason it just like resonated with me where i'm like okay this is like real life everything i thought before isn't real it's temporary so it's like trying to like i don't know balance in both like everything's eternal it's not about just like 401k's and yeah. 10 years and degrees if you're called to that cool but that's not the main focus not that's where your energy should go it should go in your relationship with the lord secondly if you're married it should become Go to your family, your wife, and then your children, and then that's it.
0: The Lord has been very patient with you.
2: He, <laughs> yes. There's been a lot of kicking and screaming. Yeah. I mean, there's times where, like, we'll be at mass, and, like, I have Gabby, and this is not even, like, recently. It's maybe, like, a year ago. I'm holding her in one spot, and she's trying to go in every direction except, you know, where I'm trying to have her. And I remember just being, like, getting super frustrated, and the Lord just kind of hit me. He's like, this is how you are. Like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get you to where you want to be, what you're asking for. Mm. You're asking for this. I'm wow. trying to get you there and teach you. So, like, you get overloaded and it just falls apart. You know, like the seed falls on, like, the thorns or the cement. You know, you get all excited. Then after, you just get burnt out. Mm. He's like, but you want to go every single, you want to go every direction. You want to go now. But I'm trying to get you to the point that where you get there, you're, like, ready for it. No, but why do you say he's been patient with me?
0: I mean, you just keep referring to, like, three years ago, five years yeah. ago. Yeah. Like, he's, like, dropping these little nuggets in your life. Yeah. For all of us. Mm-hmm. And we do unwrapping all at our own time.
2: It's just crazy to think. I don't think I'd be going through this, you know, the relationship and stuff like that. experiencing what I'm experiencing now two years ago. I don't think that's it. I feel like the reason why I'm experiencing everything so much right now is because... I'm not trying I don't want to make it seem like I missed out two years ago. Totally. You know what I mean? I think I'd be a different person, absolutely. But I feel like everything I'm learning now and experiences is because he gave me that freedom to say no or yes. Now I don't even want to do anything unless you say something. Before I'd be like, I don't understand why people just don't make a decision. Now it's like, I don't even make a decision until like, I feel like, even if it's, I mean, obviously like certain things, but even today I was just like, what should we have for lunch? And he's like, in and out. I'm like, that sounds good to me. So I texted everybody. I was like, you guys want it out? I mean, you know what I mean?
1: I do think it builds. You know, you can't look back and be like, gosh, why wasn't I here? Yeah. Why didn't I learn that then? It's all in the Lord's timing, mm-hmm. you know? It's not even like you weren't ready. You were ready for exactly what you needed to be ready for. Yeah. And the Lord gave you the grace for whatever you needed in that season. Yep. And this is the fruit of that season. Mm-hmm. This growth is the fruit of that growth. This trust mm-hmm. is the fruit of that trust you know?
2: Yeah. And I think also reminds you that even like, I'm sure there was probably, you know, opportunities the Lord wanted me to take and I said no, but then even in that decision to say no, He makes everything good. I was mm. talking to uh, a couple of our barbers uh, last night and I was like, every time we always got, we would have conversations and we, got, we always end up talking about the Lord. And I'm always talking about like, all right, y'all, all you got to do is just like repent and like renounce, you know, certain things based on your childhood and like, you know, I don't want to name who they are and what it is, but, I was like, you know what? This is the thing. know it's hilarious. We've had this conversation multiple times. <laughs> yeah. We come to this point yeah. and you guys are like, no, I'm good. I'm like, okay, cool. But at the same time, this conversation comes back around, not because of me, but you guys bring it up. Mm. And if you say no tonight, that's totally fine. He still loves you. But guess what's going to happen, fellas, in four to six weeks? Coming back. So he keeps giving us opportunities, mm. which I just like, noticed last night when I was talking to him. Like, that's so awesome.
0: You had mentioned to me that someone that you've talked to recently is gonna receive the sacrament of confession. Yeah. For the first time in like years. Yeah. Which like is like I want tattooed on my body. Is that he said, I want to be free. Yeah. Mm. And that's everything. And that's what the Lord does. And through our witness again of just telling people who God is and what he did in our lives. Like the the effect of what God is in our lives, gives people the truth that they can be free. Mm-hmm. With a vision of it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, and a lot of it too, gosh, it's just so crazy. Like this morning, the Lord told me like, because I've been stuck on the healing of the paralytic in Mark, like he's a paralytic.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I've, been, <laughs> I've been dragging this fool about the Lord for years, and now we're at the point where I'm lowering him down to confession. And I feel like the Lord was like, your faith saved him. I told him, I was like, bro, you got to trust me. Just do it. Just do it. Because I know, I know that this will just like keep you free and get you free. Yeah. Like, I know. And it's so funny because that paralytic thing was like with me for like two months. Yeah. Right. And like, that was it. Like, just keep telling about it. You know what I mean?
0: I just thought about like patterns again, randomly, but like. That is a pattern in your life, mm. a way that the Lord uses you specifically, in regards to me. And when I was reading that book about atheism, oh, that's true. I like you, you to said to me, wow. you need to go to confession. You yeah. need to throw that book out and go to confession. Yeah, like that is something that God has given you as a special grace or mm. charisma to be able to speak into someone's life. And you know what freaking happens after that? <laughs> we receive the mercy of. God God. Yeah. The most beautiful, breathtaking, on the floor, life changing mercy because you simply have faith and you say, go to confession.
1: Like, that's like nuts to me. Yeah. What people are looking for in like yeah. yes. self help books and self care and, self-care and yeah. a massage and you alcohol, know,
2: drugs. Yeah. Totally. I was going to say, buying. like,
1: Reiki mm-hmm. and crystals that they want. This, like, freedom. Release. Totally. Calm. Totally.
2: Yep. And it's all, yeah.
1: But it's all just, like, binding you up even more. Mm -hmm. You're just
2: allowing that stuff to get in. Yeah. It's that fake. It's that lying of the devil. Yeah. It's like, Like, oh, here's some calm and just come do this. Yeah. And he's like, all right, cool. And he's going to leave you alone because you're off the path of the Lord.
1: It's like a counterfeit calm.
2: Yeah. Because he doesn't want you to worship him. He just wants you to not be with God. Yeah. So he'll just do whatever. And he'll leave you alone.
1: I have a sense even right now, Mike that like you're here and we're talking about this because the Lord is inviting someone back to confession who might be like, I've never listened to this podcast. Like, yeah. why this episode? Somebody sent this to me, and it's for this moment. It's to yeah. hear that invitation to freedom.
2: Mm-hmm. And I also feel, as you were saying that, like I feel like the Lord, like somebody's listening to this knowing that they need to get somebody to confession. Mm. So like, the whole paralytic thing, when I was reading it, it was like, you know, four guys put their foot on a pallet. I'm like, why four? because it's multiple people. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's so funny because I'm like, I put myself in the situation and I feel like, oh, dude, there's this guy named Jesus that everybody's been talking about. It's like healing people. Steve, we're going to take you there. You can't do anything about it because you're paralytic. So we're going to throw you on. And then they're like dragging him over there, which is hard. You're dragging like a a, a heavy body that either doesn't want to go or just can't. And then they get to the doorway and there's not even the doorway. There's just a crowd of people piled at the door. And they're like, no, that's not enough. Let's get him on the roof. And I can't imagine them like putting him on the roof and everybody there is trying to listen to Jesus and be like, dude, what are you doing? He's talking. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong.
1: It's so disrespectful. It's so
2: disrespectful. And you know what? You're like, no, 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 no." Because all he has to do is encounter him. Mm. And I know it's going to be all right. So they get up to the roof. They get to the roof like, okay, now what? Oh, let's punch a hole through somebody else's roof (laughs) because he needs to encounter the Lord. They punch a hole or whatever they do. They remove it or whatever. Now, there's a hole. They're like, that's not enough. Let's lower him. And I remember Father Frank was saying, like, in the Greek word lower, that means to fold. So they folded their friend and put him down in front of Jesus. And what always gets me is, like, when Jesus says, tell us his friends, your faith has saved him. Mm. So that always just be, like, you have that friend that's, like, away. You have that family member that's away or your husband or anything. Keep praying for them and just keep inviting them to, like, have an encounter with the Lord through adoration, through mass, through praise and worship settings and stuff like that retreats. And just keep having faith that he's gonna do it. You know what I mean? Because I think after a while you're just kinda like, Well, he just needs to figure it out. Or oh the Lord'll the Lord'll do his thing. And it's just kind of dismissive. Where like we need to like pray for that person.
1: Come on, your faith.
2: Yeah, your faith, not the paralytics. Wow. Your faith. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh.
1: I'm even thinking about as you're talking, it's in 1 Corinthians seven sixteen, wife, for all you know, you might save your husband. Husband, for all you know, you might save your wife. Yeah. Like, persevere. Mm Well, don't give up. Keep praying. Yeah. Keep following the Lord. Stay close to the Lord. Keep up with your holy hour, your rosary. You go to confession. You get more free. That witness of just your life, Mm -hmm. you walking around more free. It's so gradual. We almost can't see it, but you change so much over time, almost imperceptibly, that people are like, What is with you? Being with the Lord over the long haul, your life will speak to the goodness and the truth of what you're preaching. Mm
2: -hmm. I think the biggest thing is like what's kind of kickstarted my, I mean, I don't know, we can have conversions every day, Mm -hmm. was watching you. And it was just like watching you like pray and like read scripture, like going to like adoration. I was like, what? Thank you for uh, First Corinthians me.
1: So glad to be the third wheel in your marriage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but I feel like, you know, like, I mean, that could be anything. You know what I mean? Even my friend that's going to confession, he was just like, dude, there's just something about like you and Jenna in your life. And I think when they came to our renewal marriage vow thing, mm. he was just like, hold on. This is like different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Zane said the same thing. Joel said the same thing. But I think his Oscar was like engaged, just live your life. Do your best, speak from the heart. You know, I think instead of the second Corinthians or first, I don't know. I think it's second. They talk about how Paul did this great discourse and uh, in front of the high priest and um, three people were saved that day. And the high priest was like, oh, this is awesome. Let's just, you know, come back tomorrow and I want to hear more. And then the next day, Paul just spoke from the heart and then thousands, thousands were converted. Mm -hmm. So just speak from the heart, be real. And just speak out of your own, your own conversion, your own testimony the Lord will, you know, guide that. And
1: I just want to make a shirt now that says, live your life, do your best, speak from the heart.
2: <laughs> wow. It's actually already in print. You can get it at the Blessed Is She store in about two years. You God. can, right under
1: uh, this YouTube on, video, and, yeah. you can see it.
2: Go and some... smash the subscribe button <laughs> and hit the link.
0: Okay. Well, I am so grateful for this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Both. Thank you again, Mike, for playing the drums for Retreat.
1: Amen. Hallelujah. Can't wait to have you back.
2: Yep. When is it? October
0: October
1: 8th 8th and 9th, Phoenix, Arizona.
0: Boom. net
1: slash retreat. Fly round two, baby. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that
2: subscribe button. (laughs) And let's fly. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet, (laughs) homie. All right. Love you
0: guys. I think we were supposed to pray. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was thrown off by the tweeting. Me too, but it was amazing.
1: <laughs> Mike, will you, uh, will you lead us in prayer? Yeah.
2: Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. just thank you for all the blessings you've given us, Lord. All right, now, we just want to give you everything. We just want to offer our hearts, our dreams, our anxieties, our fears, our worries, Lord. We just want to give that to you. Lord, I just ask that of. we just have the uh, courage to uh, come to you every day, Lord Jesus, and the discipline as well. And we just ask that we just have the courage and discipline to uh, just live our lives, Lord Jesus, for you. We just ask for an increase of uh, faith. We ask for a renewal of the heart the mind and the spirit every day, Lord Jesus. And we just ask you for a, uh, a deeper relationship with you. Mother Mary, we just ask that you just pray for us, all the intentions of our hearts, for the Blessed Is She community and all your daughters as we pray. Bless us, O Lord. I'm sorry. As we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of the <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God. Pray, pray for, for us sinners, now and at the hour of
0: death. Amen. the Father, and
1: the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
2: Thanks, guys. Yeah. Oddly enough, it is lunchtime.
1: <laughs> We've all been there, Mike.
2: Bless us, O oh Lord, and these thy gifts.
0: <laughs> See you next time.
2: Smash that subscribe button. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> my, my hand looks ginormous.
0: <laughs> Say bye, Beth. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>